right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. My man, Kevin Bird, Willie B, is presented by our friends at carparts.com. If anybody out there is looking for parts, I don't care whether it's collision, maintenance, you know, general repairs or whatnot, check out carparts.com. Easy, intuitive, simple to use. And I am know uh, for you, Kev, uh, are you big into powder coating? you ever do anything like chassis parts, suspension parts, wheels, things like that? Have you branched out uh, and really gone into what powder coating can do? Dude. If I could powder coat everything I own, I would. <laughs> Man. You know, Your dog's going to be upset. <laughs> I know. I should have my own oven and everything just sitting right here. I could just, just powder coat my house, you know, like just drive my car right through, do the whole dang thing. Like, I don't know, man. Who needs paint when you can have powder coating? Yeah, it, it really is, man. When you think about what has changed over the last number of years, you know, powder coat has been around for a while, but wow, has it gotten tough? Have have been, you know, just uh, applying it changed a little bit, and you know, used to have just you know a handful of colors. Now, got every color imaginable, every crazy design, things you could do with it. It really has evolved. And for people that don't understand powder coating, man, are you gonna get a crash course in it today? Today is your day, man. I'm telling you, you're going to fall in love with it. And I said, everything you look at, you'll be like, can I powder coat that? Can I powder coat my cat? You know, can I powder coat this? <laughs> you know, like, is it safe to powder coat my coffee mug? Because that would look cool, you know? Yeah. And for us old muscle car guys, anybody doing a car build, right? If you're putting components out there that are in harm's way, a debris, you know, let's face it, if you go to a road course or a track, you are beating underneath your car up. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if it's coping or debris coming off tires, tracks. Those tires get sticky. They throw all kinds of gravel, rock, any debris, uh, to, you know, to and at your suspension components. It's always smart to powder coat those when that's available. Um, you know, and I'm looking at some of these old muscle cars. You can really tell from K members uh, to some of the, you know, old torsion bars or, you know, you look underneath the car and things are powder coated or the frame, you know, being able to powder coat that. It really does make a big difference in impact in the car. Well, it kind of says a lot too when you, because uh, like you said, I mean, if you got anything underneath the bottom, all your suspension, everything, powder coat it. Subframes that come off, powder coat it. Uh, you know, everything upstairs on your engine, whether it's valve covers, induction stuff, I mean, powder coat it. Uh, but it says a lot when you buy 
parts now. Uh, if it's not powder coated, I, I tend to want to just send it back. I'm like, that's going to rust like in but three yeah. days, you know, like what you're not up to the level of everyone else that now powder coats stuff that you buy, you know, whether it's a sway bar or this or that. Uh, yeah, man, it, it's the new standard. Absolutely. So between that and then something I, I can't wait to get into in the second segment of the podcast is some of the internal coding. So a lot of my friends, man, especially out here, uh, you know, whether it's a lot of boosts are thrown at the car, whether it's a lot of nitrous are thrown at it. Uh, if you don't know about coatings for internal components on the car, man, you're probably missing out. There's power to be had. There's efficiency to be had. Uh, and there's safety to be had by a lot of these coatings. You know, there's coatings that help, you know, deflect heat. They help, you know, um, you know, thermal barriers between, you know, what's happening in that combustion chamber, what a hostile, you know, sort of scenario that is an environment to, to live in. So if you could put something on top of your piston that helps, you know, get that heat off of it, right, and doesn't allow it to soak into the piston and cause other hot spots, then you're doing something. Amen, man. And it's a interesting science because, like you said, you've got things – for temperature but you also have things for wear you have things for making things more slippery uh so you make things faster you yeah. know reducing friction uh and knowing what to put where is a huge part of it you yeah. know like uh because you don't want that coating there but you want it here and you want it there but not here and over there yeah. you know like and it's cool and once you put it all together uh there's definitely big gains to be made or safety to be had you know whether you're taking care of something keeping something from getting too hot durability etc uh so man this is gonna be a fun ride today we're gonna be coating the world dude <laughs> all right well we'll take a break and come back and serve it up get in the world of powder coating and coatings on the two guys garage podcast with kevin bird and willie b hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by carparts.com. For any your automotive needs, repairs, collision, general maintenance, if you haven't checked out carparts.com, you probably should. The app's easy, it's intuitive, and all you got to know is your make, model, year, and you're probably good to go, which helps in a lot of cases, Kev. Yeah, man, my favorite part is just the simplicity of their online experience, man. You know, that's what we've grown yeah. used to is just, I got a, you know, a whim. Oh, you know, I should probably do the brakes on Saturday. Let me uh, pull up my phone, boop, 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 bang. Yeah. Then you forget about it and parts show up. You know, you're ready to do the job. Awesome. <laughs> it's time to do the job. Uh, <laughs> all right, checking about carparts.com. We have one of my friends joining the podcast today. I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, it's great to have you on the podcast, Lee. Thanks for coming on, man. Your world has been 
absolutely just everything powder coating uh, for a long time, man. How did you get into it? When did you first start? Because from the moment I came to Denver, which is, you know, decades ago, you were the guy that everybody mentioned when it came to coatings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to be in the oil and gas business. Too much traveling uh, drove me to start this powder coating business 20 years ago uh, so I could come home at night. Um <laughs> I'm self-taught, I'm self-trained, um, and I became really, really good at what I do. Um, it's kind of strange. Like when I spray powder, I could, I, I could just feel it. I know the the thickness it needs to be before it starts doing funny things. Um, you've probably seen a lot of coating jobs that have a lot of orange peel, um, stuff like yeah. that. You know, we're I'm able to lay down coatings that are super, super smooth. Well, you're kind of known for it around here, and that's why I wanted to have you on because, you know, for some people, powder coating is a little bit voodoo, a little santeria. It's just a little magic. It's a little what's going on in there. So for people that may not know how powder coating is applied um, and the differences out there because not all powder coating is created equal, you know, you can watch any – Saturday morning, you know, car show, and there may be some guy on there with some spray-on powder coating you could do out of Easy Bake Oven. So tell us a little bit about the reality of powder coating, what to keep an eye out for, uh, and how we should be, you know, sort of gauging it. Well, the difference between a hobbyist uh, powder coat setup and a professional setup like we have is the, the caliber of the equipment and the way you cure the powder. Um, a lot of these guys in their kitchens are using um, a $99 gun and a kitchen oven that doesn't distribute the heat properly and you don't have a proper cure on your parts. I'm not knocking the home coder. I mean, it's great that people are able to get this equipment and do their own work at home. But there's a huge, there's a huge difference between what they do and what, what I do. Yeah, man, you lost me at a kitchen. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, nah. <laughs> I think my house has one of those, but I'm I'm not right. very familiar with it. <laughs> uh, but you're right; it is about you know the stuff you're using, how you're applying. But mm-hmm. you know, for for people that you know have never really experienced it, they just they just go and do it. So you remove all the paint, all the dirt. Kind of walk us through the steps needed for a good powder coat. From uh, start to finish, when a part comes in, we assess the part. Um, see what needs to be taped off, what needs to be protected. Uh, when you're powder coating a part, you don't necessarily want to powder coat the entire part. Bearing races, uh, stuff like that need to be taped off. So we'll assess that. We will then degrease the part because um, a lot of the stuff comes in greasy. Then we will sandblast the part, um, make it exceptionally clean. Then we'll clean it and pre-treat it with with, uh, anti-corrosive chemicals. Then we typically, depending on the application um, and the the material of the the substrate, we'll either use an epoxy primer or a zinc primer on it. Um, Zinc primer is an uh, anti-corrosive coating that will protect the parts in all, all kinds of weather. The epoxy primers will protect the parts as well. Um, it's mainly used on aluminum and interior applications. So we will then, um, we apply the powder with electrostatic equipment. 
Um, the powder is sprayed through a special gun where the powder is conveyed by air and it passes over an electrical tip, an electrode that charges the powder and it causes it to stick to the part that is grounded. Um, kind of like when the dust sticks to your TV screen. Um, that's essentially how the powder sticks to the part. Um, so we apply the powder to the part. First, we, we prime it. We partially cure it in the oven. How does the, is the primer process anything to do with powder? Or is it all like spray on, like you think a typical, you know, automotive application? Primer is a powder primer. Okay, it's a powder primer. And does it get baked or? It gets baked on. Um, you apply it just like the top coat, but you only partially cure it. So then once the part cools down, we put the next coat on, which will be um, whatever color we're going to put on. Um, that coat gets put on and then it goes back in the oven for a full cure. So both both coatings bond together and they cross hatch and, and essentially form one layer. Um, you have to be careful doing that epoxy primer base and not to over cure it. Or else that top coat won't adhere properly. Yeah, we hear that cross hatching part is the is what you're looking for, right? That gives you the strength. Proper cross hatching, and with the and that also comes down to having the proper ovens to um, distribute the heat through the part properly and and allow it to cross hatch the, the way it needs to. What kind of temperatures are we looking at between a primer? And you don't have to give us exact if it's something that's proprietary, but. You know, relative temperature and time for each one of those steps. Each each powder manufacturer specifies a, a cure a schedule. So most powder cures for four hundred at four hundred degrees for ten minutes at the time the metal reaches four hundred degrees. So that's a common mistake. What a lot of people do, beginners, they'll put something in the oven for ten minutes and it's severely undercured. So um, you have heat temperature guns you could shoot the part with, but once the part reaches the cure temperature, which is typically in between 390 and 400 degrees, that's when you start counting down the 10 minutes for full cure. Now, as a as a rule of thumb, obviously for people, you know, thinking about powder coating as an option for their parts, what do they know about, you know, what can't be powder coated? Basically anything metal can basically be powder coated, right? But you've got plastics, anything rubber, you got to remove all of that stuff. That's why you blast it, clean it, treat it, all that. Um, but if you have anything metal, you can basically powder coat it. Yeah, anything metal, we could we could powder coat. Um, some metals are more difficult than others. Uh, the most difficult and challenging uh, substrate that we coat is magnesium um, because it's very porous. It holds a lot of contaminants. It's usually pretty old. Um, some of the newer cars, well, uh, Kevin would know, you know, uh, some of the Mustangs came with magnesium valve covers of late. Um, they get a little hard to coat because they outgas um, and they'll create bubbles in the, in the coating. Um, so we will, we will outgas the part and then we use a special, it's called an outgas forgiving primer that we put on magnesium and it seals it in. Um, and allows us to, to put a top coat on that will, um, you know, be nice and smooth without bubbles. When you say you outgas it, do you mean you just kind of bake the part before you start the process, get all the oils and debris and stuff to 
kind of burn off out of the, the pores. And exactly. And to open the pores of the metal to allow those gases that are in there from the casting process to come out. So they don't come out under the powder while it's curing because it will create little bubbles in there in the coating. Now, are there any considerations? Uh, you know, I've heard from some high-end wheel manufacturers that they don't they don't like the powder coating because it, you know, it could elevate the metal temperature. Yeah, to you know, kind of start messing around with the heat treat and whatnot. Um, is that something that you guys work around, or how how do we do the wheels? Because they're all over. We've never had an issue uh, like that. Um, I'm not a metallurgist, so um, I but- am. I, I think metal <laughs> I think metal uh, won't anneal until it's it's above 800 degrees but I can't be uh, positive but we I mean we've coded probably over a thousand wheels uh, over the past 20 years never had a problem with any type of cracking warping breaking but um, as you mentioned I've seen stuff on the internet. Um, but I've never, ever seen it happen. I mean, I've seen tens of thousands of powder coated wheels. Uh, so yeah, I've never been able to kind of, you know, figure out between the, you know, we're just making sure and the, yo man, come on. I want to color my wheels up. I want to make them look nice. Hey, and that's one of the strongest moves you could do because a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, you might not have money to, to go get a set of rims. But, you know, I'll use this as a great example. A couple of years ago, uh, during one of my Cars for Christmas, uh, you know, giveaways, I had this old Dodge truck. And I'm looking at this truck, and it had this red crushed velvet velour interior in it. Kev, you loved it. Uh, <laughs> it was plush, baby. Uh, and I'm looking at the thing, and I was like, you know what? It just has those old stock steel rims on it. But a lot of people don't realize that the best rim you could probably get for for your car is the one from the factory because it's strong, right? They're they're noted for being strong and decent designs, but the colors are always off. And, you know, there's a chance, you know, it's just not suited for your personality in the car that you, you want to present. So I'm looking at these steel rims. I'm like, you know what? I bet those look pretty good red. So I took him to Lee here, and he, he did this brilliant red powder coat on it. And, man, it made such a dynamic difference in the car. And you're looking at, a hundred to 125 bucks compared to like you know that cost for each rim you know for for not too much of a out-of-pocket expense you could really doll up your old ride and it seems to be what a lot of people kids and whatnot are doing you might not be able to afford to you know a, a dialed up new set of rims at 400 bucks per but hell you could make all your rims pop bling with some of the metal colors the golds the coppers the, the some of the bronzes and so forth like they have now oh man they look fantastic Oh, it's a huge difference. Yeah, it's incredible. The the offerings that these uh, powder vendors um, have now are incredible. Um, one one of the leaders in, in powder is Prismatic Powders. Um, they have over 6,500 colors. And it's just unbelievable what, what you can do now with powder and coat your parts in virtually any color that you could imagine. Um, you know, there's metallics, there's candies, you know, or translucents, which are essentially like a candy, wrinkles, hammers, fine textures. It's just uh, incredible what you can do now. So how many colors do you typically keep on hand for customers that come in? We have probably in our shop right now 200 colors. Um, 
we have thousands of pounds of powder in here. Um, but we can order anything people want, and it usually gets here in two or three days. Yeah, and if you think about suspension parts, rims, anything under the, the hood, metal, crossbars, strut arms, anything underneath it, torsion bars, um, you know, uh, transmission mounts or things like that, motor mounts, suspension parts. It looks so much better, cleaner. Uh, you can get out there and clean your car. <laughs> remember, remember the times you used a pressure washer before and you blown paint off <laughs> uh, <laughs> part underneath the car? You're like, damn it, yep. somebody bug bombed it. You know, that's not going to happen with powder coating. Uh, it's just really durable, really strong, and it's the kind of go-to spot when you need strength uh, and that lasting sort of look. Um, my next question, uh, and we'll kind of lead this into the next segment, is – not only has powder coating done a lot for what you do underneath the car, the wheels, and so forth, uh, but coatings have really grown in the last number of years on some of the internal parts in the car and some of the things that you wouldn't normally think about, you know, putting a coating on. So we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, let's talk about some of those thermal barriers, some of those friction coatings you have, some of those ones that are designed to move heat away from a part. Like, you believe there's a coating you get that helps wick heat off of it? Yeah, we're going to dive into it next. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, and Lee. His company's called Pristine Powder Coating. Find it online, Pristine Powder Coating. Uh, we'll give you details on where to get them coming up. Back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage Podcast. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. It is the smarter way to shop for all your vehicles, replacement, collision, maintenance, and repair part needs. CarParts.com. So, Kevin, at last, when we were uh, talking with Lee, we were talking about coatings for internals of the engine, things like the top of pistons. Now, I bet when you first heard that, you were thinking to yourself, what kind of crazy voodoo magic they got going on here? No, man, I'm thinking Pepto-Bismol, the one that coats. <laughs> you know, like I see the picture, whoosh, my tummy's now pink, <laughs> the tubes going in and out are pink. Yeah. Now, is that what's going on in there, Lee? Tell me, yeah. man. Well, um, you know, the, the internal and performance coding market has just exploded lately. Um, yeah. We do a lot of coatings on pistons. Um, we put thermal barrier on the top of pistons, and it helps prevent heat soak into the piston in hot spots and in turn prevents detonation, which is yeah. your enemy. Um, well, oh, yeah, man. So you guys just to kind of explain, and you know this, imagine that environment, that combustion chamber, right? I mean, that thing's popping off a thousand times, you know, every minute. And what he's talking about, that heat soak, if you can get a coating on top of your piston that can help eliminate that heat soak, what happens is you got one side of the piston and that's where the flame front starts. But if you got a hot spot on it and it lights off over in this corner, right, the combustion chamber, those two flame fronts meet up. And when that collision happens, right, that's when parts let loose. That's when it gets really ugly, Kevin. You know all about that. Uh, hey, what are you talking about, me and ugly? 
<laughs> you know? uh, it, it is true. Thermal barriers work really well. When I went to Big Boost in some of my long mile race cars and uh, when I was throwing a lot of nitrous at a car, I make sure I get that thermal barrier protection on top of your on top of your piston. It really it does make a big difference when you're throwing a lot, a lot of heat, a lot of boost, a lot of nitrous, whatever, at that combustion chamber. So go ahead, Lee, go ahead and, and dive into it. Or or Kevin, I'm sure you got something to add. Is that something the OEs are doing from the from the factory? You probably see that. Well, on the top side, not so much. Yeah, the skirts is a friction and anti-scuff. The tops is, is a little bit unique. You kind of explained it fairly well. Um, but if you think about what happens in the chamber, right, you ignite the air into fuel and it explodes. What is it doing? It's really just creating heat. Well, heat then turns into pressure, right? Pressure pushes the piston down, you make work. Well, if some of my heat is being soaked up through the cylinder head and into the water jacket, I'm losing work. I'm losing power. If some of the heat's going into the piston and through the cylinder walls or through the oil that's splashing on the bottom side, I'm losing performance. I'm losing energy. Now, the only thing that's kind of key, though, is on a production car where you're putting low-octane fuel in, uh, you've got more heat in that chamber than you're normally used to for that compression ratio, and you could have higher knocks. So you'd have to pull some spark out. So as a, as a trade-off there on a, on a on a, let's say, a lower octane fuel vehicle. Once you're putting in, you know, E85, once you're putting in premium, you know, a race gas, whatever, and you have room, it's like increasing compression ratio to a point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you're if you're not limited, you might think about it. But if you're putting in high octane, right? If you're putting in high... Well, yeah, I'm not... I'm not running cheap ass gas on on nitrous or on boost. So. Exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. Uh, so that's why you're not seeing it in the OEs from a thermal barrier, and you could do it on the head too. But it's a little bit more complicated with the valves and and you know masking things sure. off. But 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 it's a huge way for all of the and like you said durability side. So Formula One and you know full on drag racing, anything like that where you're not knock limited and you can add the spark in there. It's like getting compression ratio without screwing up your your combustion chamber you know pop-ups are great we think performance but pop-ups actually kind of screw up how things are moving and tumbling in there so you'd like to get cr you know compression ratio without having to pop up inside there and thermal barrier coatings kind of like adding compression ratio and durability right because you're not melting your piston top and your top lands uh so fact from a performance standpoint yes yeah, son from an oe side eh, they're more into the anti-friction stuff and some of the wear type, you know, coating. And, and that's what you're seeing, the thermal barrier and some of the stuff for the piston skirts, right, Lee? Yeah, we, we coat uh, the tops of pistons. We coat the skirts of pistons. And in some instances, we coat the bottom of the piston with the heat dissipating coating. It's also an oil shedding oh, coating. Yeah. So the, the oil doesn't hang on the bottom of the piston. And it, re it reduces the centrifugal weight of the piston. Um, when you have an oil shedding coating on the bottom and also a thermal dispersant on the bottom. Um, we don't do too much of the, the underside coating unless the customer has done research and, they, and that's what they want. Um, but typically we're, we're coating the skirts of pistons and the tops of pistons. Is there various as to the thickness or what people want or different things for nitrous or boost or what is it? Is it something that... It depended on you know their setup. They're they're wanting to add maybe some some CR some compression ratio. It's it's a very thin film coating. Um, it can't be applied too thick. If it's too thick, it will crack, 
um, under thermal shock. It will yeah. it will crack if it's put on too thick. So it's a it's just amazing what these products do. They are so thin, but yet they control the heat so much. Um, and the the uh, skirt coatings they do make ones that will build up the skirt. So people are looking to take up some slap, you know, slack in their piston skirts and tighten them up in the bores. They do make high build coatings for the skirts and uh, we oh. apply that also. So, mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows that scenario you fire your car up in the winter, especially if it's been sitting mm -hmm. for a day or two. Right, it smooths yeah. out. Come on, baby, uh, warm up, warm yeah. up. Yeah, well, if, you know, if you think about a lot of the piston materials, so the OEs use a lot of high silicon, uh, there's a lot less thermal expansion. So between cold, you know, the aluminum is going to shrink down, and especially if you have a cast iron liner or cast iron block, you got a big gap there when it's cold. So that's why it rattles around. That piston's just slapping back and forth, you know. Uh, but if you can, yeah, if you can do a little high build coating on there, uh, you know, fill a little bit of that gap. Um, you know, I think some of it can can wear off. So if it gets a little too tight, it'll it'll self clearance right. Find the right happy, yeah. Find the right happy clearance. A sacrificial coating, so it it will. It's okay if it wears out to where it needs to be, and it won't harm your engine. Um, if it you know if it wears off a little bit, it's fine. Yeah, if you think about the the piston skirts, right, the sides of the pistons, when you're at TDC, you know the rod's straight up and down. So yeah, you've got movement up and down, but there's not a lot of side load. But as that crank starts to go around in its motion, as the pistons dropping down that rod is angled sideways. So, right, the resultant is you're, you're pushing down with gas force, but, you know, the rod's kicked over against the crank and it's shoving the piston over against one side of that cylinder. And man, friction is huge as it's dragging its ass up and down. But you put some coatings on there, uh, whether it's some polymer-based or, or something similar like that, makes it nice and slick. Uh, one, to keep from scuffing, especially hot scuff when your oil is nice and thin. Uh, but two, it makes it nice and slippery and go mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, it. You're, the the parts just last longer. Um, we coat bearings also, so rod bearings, um, crank bearings. We we coat those also with the anti friction coating. Yeah, you're starting to see that's that's coming out in the OEs as well. Um, you know, it does mm -hmm. add cost, so. Uh, programs really got to determine if they want to, you know, spin the extra coating layer. But you're seeing it a little bit more and more, especially on uh, some of the heavy-duty stuff. Like I've seen it in diesels. Uh, they'll coat the at least the main bearing, sometimes the rod bearings. Um, you know, sometimes it's a combination of maybe a polymer that's super slick, uh, but it might have some, uh, you know, iron oxide in it. So the iron is it's tough, so it can actually uh, add uh long-term durability you know wear as well as being mm -hmm. slick uh so it's kind of a dual purpose yeah and when you mention uh the diesels we we work with a few companies that they have long-haul trucking companies where we do these gigantic caterpillar heads where they would have a problem with it cracking from the glow plug hole to the valve seat and mm -hmm. we coat the combustion area of, of those heads and they do not crack anymore after we coat them. Yeah, that's a so, that's a great application. It, I mean, it, it's just incredible, and and it saves them thousands and thousands of dollars um, yeah. by coating their heads. 
It really has been amazing to see the evolution of coatings on internal parts in the engine. That's really why I want to have you on because a lot of people are just thinking, ah, the normal old days, ah, oh, you wouldn't put coating on a piston or would you do the skirts or worry about anti-friction, you know, wear and tear there, here and there, the other, you know, you got the oil squirters now, they hit the bottom of the piston, it's great to have it there so that, you know, oil drops off and doesn't weigh down the piston. You think about all these little ways to improve efficiency and it it does stack up and add up in the end you know the oes are looking for better mileage better efficiency uh to meet all those zev and lev rules and guys like us are just trying to ink out every ounce of performance get our parts to last a little longer uh and it does really both of those type things so it's really cool to see that evolution occur um and who knows where we're going do you see anything like you know something that people are doing now the big big fast guys that are coming to you uh are there any tricks that they're they're doing with their coatings or anything that we should know about well you know the most popular coating that we do are header coatings um we coat probably five six sets of headers a week here um what that does is it keeps the heat inside the the header tubes with the hotter combustion or the hotter area inside the tubes gets the gases moving through them quicker, which increases scavenging, what they call. Um, it also reduces the radiant heat coming off of those headers, which in, which in turn, you know, makes the intake run cooler, makes your intake air cooler. Yeah, underhood temps. You're less likely to melt your spark plug wires and whatever else is nearby. Well, yeah. Um, we typically see about 175 degree reduction in radiant heat whoo. off. Off. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, and do you do outside only, inside and outside? Inside and out. Mm -hmm. Unless okay. the customer specifies that they do not want the inside coated, we automatically coat the inside of the head. All right. You ever have some dude roll up in a sweet set of custom stainless headers and they just want to coat the inside only and keep it? Yeah, that... chrome headers. Um, typically with chrome mm -hmm. headers, they want to do the inside only so they don't uh, blue and discolor. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sometimes mm -hmm. that blue is kind of cool, but yeah. If you yeah, know, it, is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Who's got chrome headers? It shows it's been working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, all right, man. All good things to know, kind of learn and understand. If you're building a performance-based engine, you're throwing a lot of boost at it. Maybe you're, you know, you're throwing a lot of nitrous at it. All things to kind of consider. Wear and tear, man. If you can make a part last a little longer, get another season out of it in the end, then you're saving yourself a bunch of money, a bunch of work, and a bunch of headaches. So a great way to do that is with coatings, with things like this. So always keeping that top of mind uh, and hoping that you learned something. Lee, we definitely appreciate your time, my friend. Um, where do people find out stuff about you, about your business? Uh, get that Denver number out there, man. Where do people see your website? Our website is www.pristine, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, PC, like powder coating, .com. Um, we're on Facebook as Pristine Powder Coating. And we're also on Instagram as Pristine underscore powder underscore coating. Um, our Instagram has pictures of, of uh, most of our work there. Um, but we try to keep up and post daily uh, everything that we're doing. Yeah, man, you guys got tons of great, great eye candy. Whew. Yeah. You want to get inspired, man? You want to? 
you want to geek out a little bit i mean everything from brake calipers and you know cam covers custom parts wheels galore man we just coated a set of wheels uh for mclaren senna which is a, a 1.6 million dollar car um we just did those on monday all right quick question though before we go yeah how do you do the dual colors is that hard to do i know you got to mask off things you don't yeah. want painted but if you're going to put dual colors on it's, something yeah two-toning um it's difficult um it depends on what people want we do a lot of two-toning and to tell you the truth we try not to mask um it's not a, a secret but a lot of people um we use a vacuum to vacuum off powder we also use our finger to wipe it so we wipe and we vacuum um if you were doing like say white windows and a wheel and a black face what you would do is spray the white down, coat the whole wheel in the windows and everything, partially cure it, and then spray the black and wipe wipe it off. So you have, you know, the color where you don't want it. You wipe and vacuum. Very nice, yeah. man. This yeah. guy's got all the tricks. Mm -hmm. Check them out, man. Check them <laughs> out. Pristine powder coating. That's awesome. Thanks for all the skinny, man, from the... You know, powder coating the pretties to, uh, you know, keeping the internals thriving, kicking ass, making power, lasting longer, man. Good stuff. Yep. Amen to that, man. Hey, guys, and don't forget about our show, Air Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guests, Lee Goldenstein. He's with Pristine Powder Coating. My man, Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Our producer is Scoop and our executive producer, Mr. Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, too. TwoGuysGarage.com, man. You can see all kinds of behind the scenes, what we do, products we use. And share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2021 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Hey, man, the kid's no joke, dude. I got so many pistons, give take pistons, all kinds, all kinds of pistons coated with that stuff, internals. Uh, got every suspension, every Mopar done with that guy. Got a lot of powder on those cars from uh really from I, I i i think that was the first thing i did for you as a set of pistons yeah yeah probably <laughs> mm -hmm. well you know yeah, anybody yeah. that's not a car guy you know one of their favorite you know go-to people is their mechanic everybody that knows how to work on cars one of their favorite go-to guys is their powder coating guy <laughs> yeah you know, that's how it works man <laughs> fact yeah <laughs> uh all right there you guys go man make sure you check out our tv show lee thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next two guys garage podcast take care guys two guys garage podcast is produced by britain productions for more episodes visit iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite shows